0: They just don't come out here and do that, right? They spend a lot of time working, hard work, and we're so appreciative of all of our all of our team around here. Um, all those join online, welcome! So glad you're with us today. Luke chapter eleven, verse five. Then Jesus said to them. Every time he speaks, we need to listen. Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight. First mistake: don't come at my door at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine showed up from a journey and I ain't got any food to offer him. And suppose the one inside says, what are you thinking? The doors lock, the alarm's on, the children are in bed. I'm not giving you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship yet because of your shameless audacity everybody say those two words shameless audacity look at your neighbor and say shameless audacity he will surely get up and give you as much as you need you may be seated today we enter into a new series called heart and soul and yes there's a door over here with a doorbell and it's not working (laughs) tech (laughs) we're gonna try that one more time it's supposed to work we'll get there in a second y'all figure that one out We're entering a new series where we're talking through heart and soul vision for 2022, direction where we feel the Lord leading us this year. In 2021, God gave us a word, and that word was forward, coming out of 2020, amen, not getting bound to all the things that 2020 had, not getting caught up in all of the the mess of 2020, but going forward, and did God take us through some things in 2020, but in 2022, the word multiply is what has been in our heart as a staff and as a team. 2022 is a year to multiply. Amen. In every area of our spiritual journey. I'm believing God for multiplication, not just addition. Amen. I want to stop tiptoeing around the promises and I want to enter into the promises. I want to lay hold to the promises that God has for His. People. I don't want to be like the children of Israel that I preached about last time, that they were oh so close, but just a bit outside of the promises of God. May we be a people who dare to believe what God will do, but to get there, we've got to be a people who are shameless and, y'all can talk, shameless and audacious. Shameless and audacious. How many of y'all know people? that are shameless and audacious, people that we think like, I cannot believe what they just said or did, right? They, I can't believe they had the audacity to do that or to say that. Guess what? In matters of faith, this is exactly what God is looking for, of people who are shameless and audacious. In 2022, I want to be surrounded by people who are shameless and audacious, who walk with a little bit of confidence, who walk with a little bit of swagger concerning the things and the promises of God, the things that he has prepared for his people, who are believing God for the word that God dropped in our heart, for multiplication. Amen? So let's dig in this morning. Jesus, he's out praying. He's spending time with the Father. Let's see if they got the stick yet. There we go. Good, good. We got it. All right. So Jesus, he's out. He's in the wilderness. He's praying. And when he finished praying, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Side note, I was in a prison about 10 years ago, and um. Brother Blaine Osteen asked me to preach on this document. It says, Lord, teach us to pray. Worst sermon of my life ever. I taught those prisoners how to pray, Lord, get this kid off the stage and shut up and I'll believe in you, right? It was, it was miserable um, as, as far as the sermon. So I'm not going to preach that part of this passage, bad memories. But the disciples, they're watching Jesus and they see something and they sense something that is... To desire and learning and leaning in and watching Jesus' prayer life, the disciples desired that connection. I mean, who wouldn't desire, right? Jesus' prayers got answered. Have you ever been around a person whose prayers they always get answered? Like people who pray and they get that answer that they're praying for. And the disciples, this is where they're at. They sense something. They sense the heavenly, a divine connection. And they long for that connection. Amen. Oh, for a people that would say, Lord, teach us to pray. Oh, that there would be a desire among the people of God to pray to God, a longing for holy communion. Not just bread and juice, but a walking with God, as Adam and Eve did in the garden, a a talking with God, a unashamed, unabashedness, a a communion with God. A church without prayer is a church that is without power. A church without prayer is a church that is without power. And this generation, this world that we live in, it demands a church that has power. It demands a church that will rise up in the dunamis that God has set apart for his people, that he has endued for his people. This generation needs the power of God. We've got to be a people of prayer. So Jesus, he teaches them how to pray. He shares the Lord's Prayer. He gives the template. And I'm not gonna focus on the how today, but I'm gonna focus on those verses that follow afterwards, the why. I'm gonna focus on the why, because I believe that there is a key within the why, a key that we need to unlock heaven with in 2022. So if you will, set the mood, guys. It was a dark, lonely, scary night in the Jerusalem hillside, just kidding. It's more like, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring except for the man who did not have any bread. It's midnight, moon's out, crickets are chirping, everyone is fast asleep, and we're all there. The last thing we're thinking about is our neighbor's need of bread. That ain't going through my mind at midnight, and it ain't going through any of your minds either at midnight as well. Everyone in the town is asleep except for one man that he gets these unexpected guests and he has no food and he's freaking out. And to not be hospitable in this culture was shameful. So how do you flip the flow on shamefulness? You go to shamelessness, right? How do you flip the flow on being shameful? You go to shameless. And this world needs Christians That will go from being ashamed of what they believe to being shameless about what they believe quite honestly because too long we've been tiptoeing in shamelessness about the God who saved us who's washed us who's regenerated us and we need to be shameless about the one who gave his all for us it's time we flip the flow y'all so you have a man who is shameless and audacious and earlier that afternoon, he just quite had to happen to upon his neighbor and smelt some fresh bread being baked by his neighbor friend. That's his name over there, neighbor friend. Everybody say, "Hey, neighbor friend." He's sleeping. What y'all think? So I'm texting neighbor friend, "Hey, neighbor friend, I got an emergency." Some friends came in town and I ain't got no bread. Can you help me out, bro? Sent. Oh, good. It says he read it. How many of y'all got your read receipts on? Thank the Lord for neighbor friend, got his read receipts on. I got my read receipts on, and so for all the times that y'all text me, I read the message and didn't respond, I apologize. It's like all y'all who read the word of God and don't respond to that too. Sorry about that. (laughs) Okay, he he read it. He put do not disturb on. Can you believe the audacity? I'm about to show him what audacious is. Just a second. Let's call this man. man. Neighbor friend. Neighbor friend, you're there. Why is he calling me in the middle of the night? I told him to use base camp. Looked at my message. Rejected my phone call. I'm going over to homeboy's house, neighbor friend. He's had some bread and I need some bread. I got some friends that are here. Talk about audacious and shameless. Hey, neighbor friend, I know you can hear me. You read my text message. You rejected my phone call. Hey, neighbor friend, I got a need. I got a knee How many of y'all have people that come to your door and they ring the doorbell more than once? Those people. Shameless and audacious. Hey, bro, I smelt that bread that Gabby was baking earlier. Open up. I need some bread. I got some friends that came. Open up. I should not have put my bed this close to the door. <laughs> See, Bible says, he stands at the door and knocks. If any man will open up, he will come in. <laughs> Neighbor friend, I need some bread. Hey, man, you can't be doing that on this side of town at this time of night. I know it's the west side, but it's the best side. We good. What's up, man? I need bread. Why do you when need I bread? I smelled y'all bacon bread earlier. Yeah, it was like part of the marriage conference thing that we were doing. Well, when David needed bread, he just took it anyway, so I'm here to take it. I need it. Why do you need bread? I have some friends come to town. Do you Can know what time it is? I'll let you go back to sleep if you just give me the bread. Don't you have like tortillas or something at the house? <laughs> no. How do you not have tortillas? What are you gonna do with bread? Are you gonna make a bread sandwich? My wife's time? Filipino, not Mexican. What are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> just trying to help me. All right, uh, I need uh, bread. All right, just, and I see that great of bread over right, there you got. Just wait here. The house is a mess. Uh, we got a lot going on in there. Um, so I'm just gonna <laughs> rummage around and look for bread. Thank you. I'll be right back. Don't Stay take too long. here. Please don't open my door again. Thank don't you. take too long. All right, I'll take as long as it takes. Okay. <laughs> this door's a little broken. Pastor Rick built it. That's why. Okay, you're sure you're good with multi-grain? It says is Graintastic. It's uh, four grams of fiber, five grams of protein and 20, 240 milligrams of omega-3, is that cool? Good. I don't know what that's for, but hey, we'll take it. Right. I think it's good for you. Thank you, neighbor friend. Yeah, you're welcome, neighbor Love friend. Love you. Okay. I won't do this again till tomorrow night. alright okay. you All right, y'all give it up for Brent and neighbor friend. <laughs> How many of y'all got friends like this? They will show up at the most inopportune times, right? Ones that show up. Some of them might be called children, right? <laughs> They know how to show up when, and their timing is absolutely impeccable. So in this story, this parable that Jesus is giving, you've got two friends, the one friend in need and the one who has the answer. The one without bread and the one who's got plenty of granitastic. Y'all thought I was making that up. I don't know where this is from. They need some better marketers. The one who is in need And the one who is asleep. Isn't it funny that when you're in need, it just keeps you awake, right? When you're in need of something and life is awry, it just causes you to be preoccupied, maybe even a bit anxious. And and, and it just keeps you awake. But when you got that, that bread, sleep is sweet, right? When you're in need, rest seems to run from you. Right? Rest seems to run from you. Worry it seems to wait with you. And fear, fear seems to be faithful, but faith seems to be fearful. How many of you have ever been there in a situation where you're in need? And faith is fearful in that situation, but fear, it's a close companion that we love to bring in and we can identify with, but to believe God, to believe the Word of God, to trust in the promises of God, no, 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 that causes me to step outside of my comfort zone, and so faith is fearful and fear is faithful. See, the friend in need has one perspective. They, they, they might say, hey, I need some bread. And they might not just call they'll, or text, but they'll call. And if they don't get an answer, homeboy will drive over to your house at midnight and begin to knock, right? They're willing, willing to disturb the whole created order to get what they need. To some, it may seem disrespectful. To some, it may seem impudent. To some, it may seem shameless. And audacious, right? But the friend asleep, he's got another perspective. He's nice and comfortable, snug as a bug up in a rug, right? His kids are asleep. His servants are settled. He's done his due diligence in making sure his household needs are taken care of. In fact, he's got more than enough. The friend asleep might just put the pillow over the head or silence the notifications or turn the phone off but when homeboy shows up at midnight and starts knocking on the door, he's in a quandary, right? And it seems he has no other option but to answer the door. How many of you have ever had people or problems that you wish you could just wish away but they were like Jesus standing at the door and knocking? Like they wouldn't go away problems, needs, situations, that you wanted them to to go away, people who might be shameless and audacious, you know what God is telling us in this story? That we need to be a people who are shameless and audacious. The point of this story was not relationship. In fact, it had very little to do with the relationship. Jesus says in verse 8, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship. That means he's not blinking an eye because y'all got history. He ain't turning over in bed because y'all are friends. Aren't you thankful that the answer to his need, the answer to his prayer was not predicated upon relationship? Aren't you thankful that it wasn't predicated on relationship? Because sometimes our relationship with God can be rocky at best. But even when we are on the rocks, guess what? God's not. When we are on the rocks, God's not. When you've been faithless, the scripture says he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point to clap and give God praise that when we've been faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. When we've been distant, he is still a very present help. Right? He's a present help. Even though we might be distant, he's Emmanuel, God with us. Not God removed from the scene. Not God removed from the situation. Not God removed from the difficulty. But he is a present help in times of trouble. See, even when we might not have the best relationship with the King of Kings, we might not have the best relationship with the King of Kings, we still have a desperation for the King of Kings. Right? Right? We, we might be thinking, well, life is good. You know, things are going easy. And yeah, we might not be talking that much, me and God, and I might not be in his word but you know he understands life is preoccupied life is good and even though my my relationship might not be the best I got news from you our need does not change from day to day but every day our need for the king of kings is total and absolute and so even when we might not have the best relationship we still have a desperation for him and I'm thankful I'm thankful that when I was dead in my sin, the God of the universe, he looked beyond my sin, he looked beyond my state, and he saw my need. And he stepped out of the balconies of heaven and into my situation to bring rescue. See, aren't you thankful that our relationship with Christ, our relationship with the King, it's not like earthly relationships where people sleep. Or slumber, because our God, he neither sleeps nor slumber. And when we need bread, he ain't going to give us a rock. When we need fish, he ain't going to give us a scorpion. Right? He's going to be there with us, and he's going to be there for us, which is why we can sing what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen? Oh what, need, oh, what our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything. The song says to God in prayer. See, the key was not their relationship. The key was not their relationship. The key was shameless audacity. And when we combine relationship with the King of Kings and shameless audacity, something has to break. Which is why I believe that the key to unlocking heaven in 2022 is to be a people who are shameless and audacious about the promises of God. Jesus said, not Jordan said, not anybody else said, but he said, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. What does James say? The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. The effectual servant of God who prays, who's shameless, who's audacious, who is persistent, who's not letting go. It has much power as it is working. Church, I got kids and I know what it's like when the one who won't be quiet, right? But they're the one that often gets the answer right? They're the one that won't stop knocking, that won't stop asking, they won't stop persisting, but they will stand there and ask, seek, and knock, and we will relent. Luke, a doctor, he writes in his gospel multiple times about the importance of persistence and prayer. The key here was this man's impudence. You know what impudence implies? Impudence implies persistence, a brashness, a boldness, a brazenness. Some might even say it's presumptuous or even disrespectful because of the forwardness. He was shameless and audacious. Church, how many of you will dare to knock at midnight? How many of you will dare to believe at midnight? How many of you will dare to step out at midnight? Even when everything else says no, 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 you will willing to go be shameless and audacious you see impudence causes you to knock when everybody else says quiet impudence causes you to enter in when everybody else says stay out impudence causes you to step out of the boat onto the water when everybody says aren't you crazy no you can't do that there's a shameless and audaciousness about God's people that we need to have church there was a blind man who became shameless and audacious when he learned that Jesus was passing by he would not bow to the shouts of silence of the crowd isn't it funny that the crowd would shout silence like the very thing they want of you they're not willing to give of themselves The very thing they want of you, they're not willing to give of themselves. But in that like Jesus, the very thing he wants of you, he gave of himself. The blind man, he was shameless. He was audacious. And he cried out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My Bible says it was at midnight when Paul and Silas, after being wrongly beaten, wrongly imprisoned, they got up. They became shameless. They became audacious. They began to sing the songs of praise, the hymns of God. And the mountains, they began to quake The shackles began to break loose Why? Because they were a people Who were shameless and audacious Jacob, who wrestled with God Who was shameless and audacious Who would not let go Until God turned and blessed them Are we a people who will not let go Of the promises, let go of the Very things that God has spoken Let go of the things that he has Promised to his children And believe God for things Jesus told us to pray, to not lose heart, to not grow weary in our well-doing. And God, listen to this. God tells the people of Israel to put him in remembrance. Put, put him in remembrance of his word. God tells the children of Israel, put me in remembrance of my word. Put me in remembrance of my word. Isaiah would write and say to the watchmen on the walls to give God no rest, to give God no rest until he established Jerusalem as a praise. You know what that means? Until he answered their prayer that they were praying give God no rest are there some mamas that will give God no rest until that one who was raised in the ways of God will come back home are there some daddies who will give God no rest who will fight for their children who will fight for their family are there some people who will stand up and give God no rest concerning revival and the promises of God over this generation are there some people who will be shameless and audacious we got to be a people who are shameless and audacious. Church, I get it. We don't come to our, uh, to our God with a list of demands. But what we do is we come humbly but boldly. We come with faith-filled frequency. We come with faith-filled frequency, meaning that we're going to keep knocking. We're going to keep knocking. We're going to keep persistent. We're going to keep diving in. We're going to keep it up. We're going to keep asking. We're going to keep believing that our God is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. Jesus said in Luke 11 verse 9, it says, because of your shameless audacity, he will surely, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. You know what that word surely means? Reminds me of, surely, Psalms 23, his goodness and mercy will follow me. All the days of my life, that surely as I believe, as I trust, surely as I persist, surely in my shamelessness and audaciousness, is considering the promises of God, that His goodness and mercy, they're going to track me down, that surely I'm going to grip hold of the promises and I'm not going to let go. Surely, like Hannah, who was found in the altars weeping, she would not relent until the God placed that child in her womb, that He's got some visions, He's got some things that need to be birthed forth out of his people and surely we will not let go and he will give us as much as we need verse 9 says and I tell you ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds to the one who knocks it will be opened in 2022, I'm going to be shameless and audacious when it comes to God's plans for my family, right? When it comes to God's plans for my family, I'm going to step out on the line. I'm going to step out on Front Street, and I'm going to be shameless and audacious and say to the enemy, "Uh uh-uh, not here, no more. You've had enough, right? To my church family, I'm going to be shameless and audacious about situations that need to happen, about healings that need to occur, about breakthroughs that need to take place, about prodigals that need to come home. I'm going to be shameless and audacious about my community, about my city, about my nation, about my God to be a people who will step up and step out regardless of what people may think regardless of what people may say regardless of what people may do I will not bow to the crowd's sh- silent chant but I will step out and cry out even louder Jesus son of David have mercy on us I'm gonna be shameless and audacious and believing for heaven multiplication over this home over this house over your lives over your job, over your family I'm not talking about just addition I don't want to just add to the Lord's church I want to see us multiply be fruitful and multiply Acts chapter 1 starts off with 120 believers and by the time you get to the end of chapter 2 there's over 3,000 believers There's multiplication that takes place when we will step out in faith. Jesus gives three commands. Three commands. Ask, seek, knock. I don't need to break it down. It's self-explanatory. If you want it, you'll go after it, right? God, I'm not going to stop asking. I'm going to keep asking. God, I'm not going to stop asking. God, I'm not going to stop seeking. I believe that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, so I'm going to continue to seek you. I'm not going to stop knocking, I'm not going to stop seeking, I'm not going to stop asking. In 2022, I will be faithful to pray. In 2022, I will be faithful to knock. God, it's your job to open the door, but it's my job to ask, to seek, and to knock. God, it's your job to open the door, but it's my job, what Jesus is saying, it's your job to ask. To seek, to knock. If you're not asking, if you're not seeking, if you're not knocking, why would he he open the door? But when we step up and we step out, if by heaven's chance that door opens up, baby, in 2022, I'm walking through that door. I'm walking into those promises. Our job, our portion is to ask, to seek, to knock. Worship team, come to the stage. For everyone who asks, receives. Amen. To the one who seeks, finds. Amen. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. You, Lord. If you would go ahead and stand with me. To everyone who asks, come on, put your hands up. To everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. Come on, let's read that together. To, for everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. If you need something to open up over your life in 2022, I want you to get out from where you are seated. And I want you to come down to these altars and I want you to begin grabbing hold of those promises. Begin declaring those promises, whether it's your home, whether it's your family, whether it's prodigals and lost sons and daughters, whether it's addictions, whether it's a, a raise on the job, a promotion at the job. I want you to get out of your seat this morning. Will you dare to be shameless? Will you dare to be audacious? Will you dare to take God at his word? Will you dare to take God at his word? What breakthrough do you need this year? What breakthrough do you need in your life? What breakthrough do you need in your home, in your family? I want you to begin to ask. I want you to begin to seek. I want you to begin to knock. I want you to begin to ask right now. Come on. Just begin to declare it out. Begin to speak it out. Begin to speak it over your home. Begin to speak it over your situation. Let's ask for God. Let's believe for God. Let's seek of God. Come on, church. Just begin to speak. Begin to speak. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.